This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly. I'm here at the Smoothie King Center Studios, getting set for the Pelicans and the Nuggets tonight at 7 p.m. Hope this Tuesday finds you well. We have a great show for you. Lots to get to, including getting set for tonight's game against the Nuggets. Jim offer from Pelicans.com will join me to preview that game. We'll also have fantasy football talk, as we always do on Tuesday, with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. That's part of our fantasy focus, presented by Xbox One. And then we have a special guest today on the show, George Lopez, comedian. He's done TV. He's done movies. He's done it all. And uh, he'll be at the Smoothie King Center on Saturday for the Get Down World Get Down World Tour. Get Down Comedy World Tour, that is. Uh, he'll be with Cedric the Entertainer, Charlie Murphy, D.L. Hughley, and Eddie Griffin. So we're going to talk to him about that. And uh, he's a big basketball fan, and I know he's a big fan of Anthony Davis. So we'll mention that to him. And uh, should be a good show for you today. Of course, the big news of the morning is the Saints part ways with defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. Sean Payne talked about it yesterday on his coach's show. Um, Rob Ryan... Uh, spent the last few years here with the Saints, and the defense uh, ranks uh, last in yards per game, uh, 424.7, and second to last in passing yards allowed per game at 293.3, and the 424 yards allowed would be the second most in NFL history. In the last three weeks, the the Saints became the first team to allow four-plus touchdowns and no interceptions to three straight quarterbacks. So Sean Payne decided that – because of those factors, it was time for a change, and defensive special assistant Dennis Allen will now take over as defensive coordinator. Remember, Dennis Allen was a part of this staff when Sean Payne originally took over. He was part of the Super Bowl team. He was a defense coordinator for the Denver Broncos. He was also head coach for the Oakland Raiders. So after the bye week, it is now Dennis Allen taking over as defensive coordinator. We wish Rob Ryan the best of luck. So uh, those that's the news of the day, and for more, you can check out NewOrleansSaints.com. Did you all uh, watch the Jimmy Fallon show last night? It was a great show, and uh, it had Anthony Mackie on, who's, who's been on the Black and Blue Report before. The actor is uh, from New Orleans, lives in New Orleans, and is a huge Saints fan. So uh, Jimmy Fallon talked to him about his um, experiences at Saints games. It was uh, pretty funny. He actually gave him a Saints hoodie. Uh, you won't be able to see it here on the audio, but check it out on NewOrleansSaints.com. Here's a portion of that interview from last night. Are you crazy, you football fan? Like when you I'm, see I'm, it, I'm, a, I'm the biggest football fan in the world. I love my uh, Saints. I wear my uh, my uh, armpits up <laughs> paraphernalia. Hands high. Hands high, yeah, high yeah. paraphernalia. Armpits up. Armpits <laughs> up. I don't know. No, you're talking about. I, no, hands I, high. I invented it. I invented it. You, you a didn't thing. invent. That's that's a strong word. <laughs> oh, I, I came out. You took a sweatshirt and put a logo in the armpit. Yeah. That's dope, homie. That's dope. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. I got one for you. Oh! Look, it's a sweatshirt, right? Yo, I'm wearing that Sunday. Now, look, you just wear it. You look normal. Everything's cool. And there's like, oh, is he crazy? And then you put your arms up. You're like, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Will you wear it? I'm going to wear it. <laughs> good, good, good. I might wear it tonight. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's, when your arms are down, it's subtle. When they're yeah. up, it's crazy. But you, crazy. you go crazy when you're at the football games. Or I what? do. I do. I have uh, regular brother seats because I'm a regular brother. I ain't like that <laughs> regular brother, you know? All right, yeah. So, you know, I got my section. <laughs> I got my people around me. Um, I used to have great seats. I had that brother seats. 
but they put none. I was sitting behind nuns. So it's a football game, like there's Thor and Iron Man and the Pope. So there are nuns in front of me. Yeah. So I'm like, of course, they're just women dressed up like nuns. So I'm at the game and I'm yelling and I'm screaming because we're called the Saints. So the next season come and the nuns ask for them to move my seat. <laughs> what were you doing to the nuns? They're real nuns? Well, I mean, you know, high-fiving and hugging and kissing and <laughs> it's football. <laughs> Grabbing people in front of them. Grabbing them and shaking them like, come on, nuns, pray. <laughs> you know? But they're real nuns. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> when the, we have, we have the, uh, instead of three blind mice, we have the three drunk popes. Yeah. So when the popes come over, you know, they, woo, and all oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah we so when I see saints. the nuns, I'm like, bleh, 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 Yeah, you know? I know, yeah. And that's not true. That's that didn't work bad out with idea. the nuns. Bad they idea. Didn't, bad I don't idea. know why they didn't like that. Uh, uh, well, I've happily moved. And we I moved. Worry now about I'm that in a great section. Club. Club section. Oh, club section. Yeah, yeah. What is the club With section? With my hands up. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> hands high. Hands high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My hands up. <laughs> oh, what is the club section? Is it like a nightclub? No. Well, actually, no, you just get to go and use clean bathrooms. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that's an extra, that's yeah, yeah, that's like an extra, extra kick, and you get to go downstairs yeah. and use the bathroom. All right, so lots to get to. I want to get to all the stuff uh, that we have planned on today's show. Uh, we'll have George Lopez, of course. We'll have Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. But coming up next, Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com will preview Nuggets and Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Friday, November 20th against the San Antonio Spurs. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Tuesday. That means TGIT. And joining me now from the Smoothie King Center studios is Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. Jim, welcome back. I know you've been now on the road with the team. you be able to get back to the Chateau. Everything was back in place there when you came through? Yeah, everything was pretty much untouched. Everything everything was fine. My, my giant staff of security and you know people that that are on my payroll were able to take care of everything and everything was still in place so i was happy to see that always good to be back on the show um i missed uh being here in in your studio Uh, i know you're lying about that but i appreciate it anyways (laughs) now jim do you know next segment we're gonna have george lopez on the fact that you're on the same show as him and leading off in front of him i mean it's a lot of pressure on you that's high praise i i I appreciate that. It's also a lot of pressure. I gotta, I gotta come through here with a good uh, performance. Well, unfortunately, we're not talking about good news from the Pelican side as they finished the road trip 0 and 3 with losses to Atlanta, Toronto, and New York, and are now 1 and 9. Jim, you're at all three games. 
what were your observations from those three games and the three losses? It seemed like we kind of saw the the same kind of a it was like like a broken record. Saw the same thing happen in all three games where they were competitive in the first half and then the second half the other team kind of took control and and you know ended up with a pretty convincing win. Um, it seems like there's kind of an accumulation of a lot of little things that are adding up to a big issue as far as trying to get wins. Um, you know we can get into that some of that more details more specifically later but um i just feel like it's not really one glaring thing but it's just a combination of a lot of things that lead to losing games and that's where where they're at right now at one and nine let's let's go to each side of the ball about maybe what are some of the miscues that are going on or some of the things you've noticed about maybe why some of these losses have happened let's stop start on the offensive side and it seemed like in all three games get off to good starts but the offense just seems like there's something missing whether it's the ball movement, the spacing, the pace didn't seem there. What were you? What has been some of the biggest issues on offense so far? I, I feel like, especially during the road trip, but also throughout most of the season, that you know shooting comes and goes, but you don't want to have your offense be completely reliant on that. You have to be red hot shooting threes. Uh, um, I think the Atlanta game was a good example of that, where they shot the lights out in the first half, everything was great, and then all of a sudden those a lot of those shots weren't going in and it you know, they were in big trouble at that point. But um I think one of the biggest problems on on offense that Alvin Gentry's talked about a lot almost every game recently is that they're not moving the ball enough. I think there was one game where he flat out said you can't you can't have fifteen assists in an NBA game and win. So um I think that's one been one of the biggest issues is that um there's there's too much isolation there's not enough ball movement and um i don't it's just one of those things that loses you games what about defensively um i know sometimes there's some defensive lapses um on that side of the ball what are some of the defensive issues this team has had through 10 games i think that's one of the areas where i talked about it's a combination of little things that adds up to a a, a big issue um just looking at the numbers right now, they're 30th in a lot of different categories. They're 30th in defensive efficiency overall, which is points per possession. Um, they're giving up too many offensive rebounds. Um, I feel like specifically there's been issues with um, defensive breakdowns in terms of not stopping the ball. Um, there's been a few times where they fouled jump shooters, which is a cardinal sin that you can't do. Um, losing track of your man where there's a guy cutting back door and you, you don't have the – you didn't make the recognition that he's moved off of the spot where he was, and that ends up being a layup that you give up. So um, just all those different things have kind of all added together and um, created a situation where they're not anywhere near where they, where they want to be defensively. I know we talk about the injuries, and I know – People probably don't want to hear about the excuses with the injuries, but we are missing some key players. You have Tyreek Evans, Norris Cole, Kendrick Perkins, and Quincy Pondexter out. Instead of trying to figure out when they're going to come back, it just seems like it's hard to really tell when they are going to come back. Hopefully it is soon. Um, maybe give me some things of what we're missing with those guys not on the floor. I think from a big-picture standpoint, if you watch the team play last year, I mean, this was a team that won 45 games, made the playoffs, I think they were 25 and 16 in the second half of the season. So I mean, but it, it, these guys that are out, like Quincy was was a big factor after they picked him up in January. Norris Cole was huge after they got him at the trade deadline. I think the guys that are out, and and, and of course Tyreek is huge as well. 
But I think the guys that are out, when they're in the lineup, you just have a, a, a mix that makes sense. You have guys, you have spot-up shooters, you have you know some guys that are talented one-on-one, you have guys that defend really well. And I think they're missing a lot defensively by not having Norris and Quincy. And I think with Tyreek, they're missing a guy that slashes on offense and can kind of get into the paint easily. He's one of the best guys in the league at doing that. Instead, I think right now what you have is you have a lot of duplication on offense of guys that, you know, that are maybe their best ability is is one-on-one ability. And um, it's just not a good combination. I think it's just like anything. If you have a whole picture that you put together and you had all these pieces that you tried to fit into one group and you take away a few, um, you just end up with something that's just far from, from the overall, uh, you know, of what you were trying to trying to put together. So... I think right now, I mean, you can you can really see, unfortunately, um, what what's missing with some of the guys that are out of the lineup right now. All right, another week of four games. It starts uh, with tomorrow or today. Excuse me, I'm getting my days mixed up with Denver. Uh, Wednesday against Oklahoma City. Friday against the Spurs. Sunday against the Suns. But let's just focus on the Nuggets for right now. Um, a team that's actually surprised a lot of people i think so far being five and five they're winners of three of their last four games those wins including against the bucks and the rockets some pretty good Mm -hmm. teams um what the pelicans have to do as far as keys tonight to get their second win of the season i think one of the simplest things is that um i've noticed this i think people that have been watching the games have noticed this too is that you gotta you have to match the 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 intensity and match how hard some of these other teams are playing you can't look at any team as you know, the kind of opponent where we can just, you know, show up at the arena and do some good stuff and get the win. I think they've been getting outworked in some of these games, and that's a big concern when you have the record that you have. Um, I think one of the reasons why Denver has, you know, overachieved or has a better record than people thought they were is that they are one of those teams that plays really hard every game. And um, so I think that's one of the biggest things I'm going to look at. It's very simple, but it's also a lot of times something that determines who wins a game is just that they they need to come out and play with a chip on their shoulder and play like they you know they really need to win this game which they do if you look at the situation that they're in right now yeah can't keep digging themselves in the hole you know everyone says oh wait till the players get back healthy but if they uh they don't get if they get back and the team is still struggling you know it's going to be a little tough to get out of that hole especially right now mm-hmm. the team is 1 in 9 but there was a team that went started 0-9 and, and ended up making the playoffs. That was the 0405 Bulls. So yeah. give us a little bit of hope right now. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's I know we've talked about this a lot already. I mean, it is really early. And honestly, at this point though, I don't want to look even that far down. I don't want to look any further than a game or two down the road because you can't right now. Yeah, you really can't. You gotta um just get get wins and focus on the next game and let the we'll worry about the other stuff later but right now it really is a, a mode where you just got to focus on the next game and try to get things in the going in the right direction yeah it might be a cliche to say oh let's take it one game at a time but right now for the pelicans it literally has to be let's try to get one win then maybe get two and try to go from there but uh we'll see tonight at smoothie king center pelicans and nuggets i want to say jim will be on pelicans ot and from the smoothie king center studios that we have but every it seems like now every tuesday the theme is we'll have a tuesday home game and then go on the road for a back-to-back so uh we'll try to get jim on the phone on his way to the airport again but maybe one of these days we'll we'll get you in studio yeah you know that's one thing we didn't talk about that the schedule has been horrible so far one thing i noticed when i was looking through a bunch of numbers today was 
they've had the second hardest um, strength of schedule in the league, which doesn't help when you have the injuries and you're off to the start that they're off to. But also, it does seem like we haven't really had any. We have. It seems like every home game lately, we've had to travel to the next city, which is again the case, which we don't really look forward to very much. But you know, it, it is part of life in the NBA, and fortunately, most of those situations happen early in the season, and then we're done with them after like you know December or so. Yeah, the Thunder might. Uh, the Pelicans might get a small break here tomorrow with a probably no Kevin Durant, but especially with our injuries and and the way Thunder are playing, it's really. I mean. Russell Westbrook can go off at any time and has this season. So it should be an interesting couple of days. Hopefully it starts with a win tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Jim, appreciate it as always, and uh, we'll talk to you tonight. Sounds good. Thanks for having me as always. All right. I think you lived up to the bill. Coming up next, comedian George Lopez. Stay with us. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We switch gears a little bit from our normal Pelicans and Saints talk and turn our attention to comedy, which I think we could all use a little bit of right now. And to help us out with that, I welcome in George Lopez, who will be at the Smoothie King Center on Saturday night as part of the Comedy Get Down World Tour. George, good morning, and thank you so much for being on with us this morning. Yeah, good morning. Well, listen, in turbulent times, and I know people from New Orleans, you know, we have a lot of respect for them. But here's what we're trying to do. In order to uh, combine our cities and for, for better brotherhood and just better feelings amongst, we will take Anthony Davis, <laughs> and we will give you Lou Williams in trade. I don't, I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that. Right. We'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll get to the Lakers talk in a little bit, but first I want to talk about this Comedy Get Down tour. Um, you're one of five comedians on tour, Cedric the Entertainer, Charlie Murphy, D.L. Hughley, and Eddie Griffin. Um, how did this come along? How is it working with these guys so far on this tour? Well, you know, I had the idea a year ago to, um, to do a fundraiser in Peoria, Illinois, to finish the statue that they had decided to give Richard Pryor in his hometown. Mm -hmm. And it had been uh, half done. And, you know, Mexican, I can't leave things half done. So I said, <laughs> I'm going to get some dudes to help me make the rest of the money to finish it off. And we did a show uh, a year ago, raised more than enough money, finished the statue, got that put up in May. And after that one night of us being all together, which we've known each other for 20 years, Cedric and DL and I and, and Eddie, and, you know, I've always liked Charlie. So after that one night, we thought, you know, maybe this might be something that uh, we should probably do together. And since then, I think there's other tours of guys that, uh, you know, Blue Collar was the first one mm -hmm. that was successful, and then Kings of Comedy was another one on a high level that was successful. So I got two of the original Kings of Comedy, and uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a great year. We all love to uh, 
um, be together. We all love the show. The shows are always great. People have a good time, and then you're with guys that you like. And I think in comedy, there's so much uh, solitude amongst comedians that it's finally good to to get a group of guys together that get along and love to work together. And absolutely, for those who are attending the event on Saturday night, what can fans expect from this show? Well, you know, it is probably the um, uh, the best part of comedy I've been a part of. I mean, every guy has a different look at life, and uh, they're, they're, they, we cover everything that's going on in the world. And there's really nothing better than just sitting down and seeing people perform and being with friends and your loved one and, and have a good time. So what I've seen is that I just see people that just are coming out and having a great time to see live comedy. And that's, uh, you know, when you can get so much at home, it still doesn't take the place of seeing somebody perform live. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. Are you all five on the stage together, or do you all come up separately? How does that work out? Uh, we come up separately, and at the end, we all come up together. Okay, sounds like a yeah. good time. Um, good stuff. Let's talk basketball now, because I know you're a big basketball fan, and uh, you're a big Lakers fan, correct? Yes. Now, what what is going on with them right now? Are Are well, you okay? Listen, it, it, uh, I'm, it's it's tough. I, I I actually said, you know, I've been to three games. I saw them in New York when they they played the Knicks. They lost. I went to opening day. They lost. I went to another one. They lost. And uh, I actually said I wouldn't go till they got to 500, but I think I'd probably never see another game <laughs> if I waited till they got to 500. So I'll pick my spots. Yep. But, you know, Kobe Bryant, listen, Kobe Bryant's been so great and a friend of mine throughout the years that it's always tough to see an athlete come to the end of his career. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen it. You know, I'm old enough to see a lot of guys come and go, you know, from every, from every sport. And it's always tough to see a guy uh, who has been at the highest point you know, struggled a little bit uh, with his uh, with his game. Does it make it tougher knowing that the Clippers are also doing well, or do you? Clipper- uh, it makes it tougher to know. Yeah, it makes it tougher. You know, the one thing that I that I, I think is funny about the Clippers is that you know if you go to an arena where a team has won a championship, the banners hang in the championship in, mm-hmm. in the arena, and that's part of the decor of the arena. You look up, you go, oh man, look, they get champions. Right. When the Clippers play, they cover the Lakers championship yeah. banners. You don't like that, do you? <laughs> no, and they put pictures of their own players. I say leave the banners, mm-hmm. let them inspire you to win your own championship, and get your own banner up there. I agree. I agree. We don't. We it's don't almost have... like people that. It's almost like people that are driving their car and their oil light is on. Then they put a picture of like their daughter to cover the light. <laughs> it still doesn't change the fact that you need oil. I know. I, I try to avoid that oil light, too. It's dreaded. <laughs> That's a good point. But the, I would say about the Lakers, though, they have a, a good amount of young pieces. You have Jordan Clarkson. You have Julius Randle. You just drafted D'Angelo Russell. It seems like yeah. they're getting some young pieces coming together they here. they got some young pieces. I think that uh, they look a little stunted in the, in the, in the offense. You know, Larry Nance Jr., his father played. I remember when his father played. Lou Williams threw an alley-oop to Larry Nance Jr., mm-hmm. slam dunk, exciting. And that was almost that came off of a loose ball. I'd like to see it come off of just their regular offense. Yeah, I agree. Not a loose ball. Um, George, what do you, you mentioned Anthony Davis? And no, we're not going to trade him to you. Uh, he's ours. But uh, what do you think about Anthony Davis? Have you seen oh him play God, live? Unbelievable. I saw him play. I saw him play last year. He is unbelievable. Wingspan, forget it. Arm length, <laughs> forget it. Uh, big, fast, can run the offense, can shoot, can play defense. Amazing, amazing player. Now, uh, the Pelicans have a game on Friday night against the Spurs here. Um, I don't know when you're getting in, but you have any plans maybe to check out the game on Friday? Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I didn't know that. We're around Friday, and I think that we would like to go to the show. So anybody who's out there, Pelican uh, front office, we want to come to the show. We want to come to the game. We'll try to make that happen, definitely. We'll check it out. We're talking with George Lopez here. Um, 
George, uh, how, how many times have you been in New Orleans? Have you been a lot? You know, I've been there about three times. I love the city. I never really got a chance to, to perform as much as I would have liked to, but uh, uh, it, it, is, uh, it is an amazing city, and we can't wait. All the guys can't wait to, uh, to get there. You'll see us around town. We're going we're gonna to be around, going to some of the great restaurants and, and going around different places. We'll definitely have to look out for you. That's George Lopez, part of the Comedy Get Down World Tour. He'll be joined by Cedric the Entertainer, Charlie Murphy, D.L. Hughley, and Eddie Griffin Saturday night at the Smoothie King Center. Tickets are available via Ticketmaster. George, thank you so much for the time, and enjoy your time in New Orleans. I appreciate it very much. Thanks right. for the interview. Yep. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to fantasy football. Stay with us. This is the Black and Blue Report. Looking for the perfect holiday gift? Well, give the gift of Pelicans basketball with a Pelicans five-game holiday plan. Packages start as low as $49. Pick your favorite five games, including matchups against the Thunder, Rockets, and Clippers. The Pelicans five-game holiday plan makes a great stocking stuffer. So call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to order your Pelicans five-game holiday plan today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. Big thanks to George Lopez for coming on today. And now we turn our attention to fantasy football. It's uh, our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. And Jake Seeley has joined me, as always, uh, from RotoExperts.com. Jake, um, I first want to ask, have you, do you have celebrities come ask you for fantasy football advice? Has anyone ever asked you for that? No, actually, I think the most I ever had was uh, a race car driver, an ass car driver, uh, Austin Dillon, okay. for some college football fantasy advice one time. But that was the best so far. I don't, I don't think I've gotten quite big enough. I'm, I'm hoping to get there. But most of the guys end up going to Scott Angle right our site, like David, all the baseball players like David Wright and Brett Gardner. He gets all the good ones. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Dillon's <laughs> still a pretty good one, I would say. Uh, it's not, but it's NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, we're not going to go there. But <laughs> Jake, you've been talking about how you went thirteen and zero in fantasy and twelve and one. How'd you do this week? Uh, I actually got about three or four losses this week. I, uh, all you I poor need to thing. Explain for one of yeah, one of them was Peyton Manning at quarterback, and that's really all you need to know. About that one. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you on that one. I actually went three zero for the first time this year. So your advice is you're killing it. There you go. Hey, yeah. I got you on the right track. I need to recover next week. Yeah, and if for those of you who don't know, I always I still bug Jake. You know, when we're not talking about, it, I bug him on Twitter. I'm like, can you help me? It's it's bad, but it's actually been some good advice. So, well, let's. There you uh, go. You're my celebrity. No, far from it. No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> All right, Jake. Let's talk about. Um, you mentioned Peyton Manning, so I'll start with uh, that news. That fact that he's going to be out on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Brock Osweiler comes in. Um, is he worth playing? This week, I would say, is there is there any point of, of starting him? How do you think he will fare in his first, I guess, career start? Uh, I would say you have to be pretty needy. I would say this is pretty much more of a two-quarterback league. Uh, if you're in a two-quarterback league, you absolutely have to pick him up. I just don't expect a ton of things from Osweiler. When he came out of college, 
I always thought he was going to be a serviceable quarterback, maybe a career backup, maybe somebody who could be a game manager, but he just doesn't have the full skill set to really like light the thing. Like I don't, I don't think all of a sudden it's going to be, oh, the Barry Thomas is back to being a wide receiver one, and so is Sanders, and everything's great and honky dory again. He's just a decent quarterback, and that's nothing to knock him too much. It's just you know we're not talking about somebody who can change this team around. So I would be looking elsewhere. Actually, somebody. I know we're going to talk waiver pickups, but I can give you other ones too. But as somebody who I would like instead, I would play Mark Sanchez instead because it sounds like he could be in for Sam Bradford, not for sure at this point. But I would rather start him because we've seen Sanchez and we know he can be productive in that offense. I don't know that Brock Osweiler necessarily can go out and throw for 250, 300, touch, or 300 yards and two touchdowns every single week. I just don't see that in his skill set. Okay, fair enough there. I want to talk about another quarterback, um, Tony Romo, expected to play against Miami, and Tony Romo was a great fantasy quarterback before getting injured. Is he someone you start right away, or is there concerns that maybe um, with injuries bad as uh, breaking the collarbone that maybe it's not the best time to start him in his first start back after missing a, a lot of time? How do you deal with Tony Romo right now? Now, if I waited this long and I can put Tony Romo in, I'm doing it. Unless I just happen to make a trade or, you know, I got Tony Romo off the wire because somebody dropped him and I have a good, solid quarterback. I'm talking top 10, maybe top 12, then I wouldn't start Romo. But otherwise, he's in that conversation. Tony Romo's always been a QB1. People have never given him really the respect he deserves, especially in fantasy leagues, because it's the perception. You, know, you talk about playoff losses, the fumbled snap on the on extra point or the field goal which really does have nothing to do with fantasy yet people like to just trash Tony Romo for some reason but he's so productive he's so good he's a top seven eight quarterback every single year and that's where he deserves to be there is a little bit of risk a little bit of rust that could be on him in his first game back but again like I said unless I had somebody that was already a QB one for me I'm plugging him in because Des Bryant's going to go back to being a top five wide receiver Terrence Williams and Jason Witten are going to have value again now that Rome was at quarterback. So I think you can trust them if, you, if you've been waiting this long and your first quarterback has been basically playing the matchups. All right, good stuff there. Let's focus on another quarterback who's been struggling not only on my team, but I think for teams across the country, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Are you concerned with Aaron Rodgers' pro productivity the last few weeks? I, you know, I, a couple weeks ago, I would have said no way. Uh, but now, if, after a few more weeks, I'm going to say uh, I am a little bit concerned, especially after the matchup with the Lions, which was a matchup for the taking, because right. this offense just does not seem the same without Jordy Nelson. And they made some adjustments outside of the bye, but that was one decent game. It wasn't terrific. It was good. But it's not the Packers offense we know, and I don't think it has anything to do with the running game because James Starks has been fine in replacement of Eddie Lacy and better so far this year. It's just that offense does not click with Randall Cobb at the number one option. Devontae Adams has been looking good, but at the same time, you're talking about like 20 targets and only catches seven or eight of them. That's just not production for an offense that you want to see. James Jones got blanketed by the Lions, which again was a matchup that should not happen for that offense. So I will say I am a little bit concerned. If somebody is trying to trade for a quarterback to make a playoff run and maybe you can make an upgrade and then play matchups with a Jay Cutler and Mark Sanchez's of the world, and you can pawn off Aaron Rodgers to help yourself, I would do it at this point because I don't necessarily think he's – actually, I will say he's not number one, maybe not even number two, three, four quarterback the rest of the way. I would take our boy Drew Brees, Tom Brady, uh, and probably a few others, even Carson Palmer, before I would take Aaron Rodgers at this point. So say you're in a deep, uh, not as deep of a league, but you have a quarterback like a Carson Palmer or someone like that on your bench – 
worth maybe starting him over Aaron Rodgers from right now, or is it still you're starting Aaron Rodgers no matter what? Uh, unless I have a terrific option behind him, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm forced to start him, but there are probably four or five quarterbacks, fantasy-wise, the, name, the names I just threw out. Maybe, right. You know, I could, I could even be tempted when this buy is gone to play somebody like Eli Manning at this point. All right. We should see how that goes. Uh, we'll have to pay attention to how Aaron Rodgers do, does the next couple of weeks. Um, the Patriots took a big blow with Julian Edelman being out of the broken foot, maybe not out the whole season, but he's going to be out for a, a good amount of time. Um, who could step up with Edelman being out? I think the obvious choice is Danny Amendola, but let's not fool ourselves and think he's just going to be Julian Edelman part two because he's a little bit of a different receiver. It's not just throw in the shifty guy receiver and expect the exact same thing because Amendola actually has a little bit better hands. He's a little bit less elusive than Edelman is after the catch. So, you're looking at great value in PPR league, but at the same time, he's not going to be a wide receiver one. And I think people are dismissing the fact that Brandon LaFell could be the number one receiver for Tom Brady going forward. He has enough potential. He was wide receiver two last year in fantasy, and Tom Brady's already comfortable with him. I know he's comfortable with Amendola too, but again, the point is that he's going to step up. You're going to see value from Amendola. He's a must-add and must-pick up in all leagues. He's a must-start probably in most every league but he's not going to be Edelman. So people need to kind of cap their expectations there. Maybe if you already had Amendola, you could turn around and flip him to get some value out of, uh, out of a trade because a lot of people are expecting him to be Edelman part two and that that's too lofty of expectations. All right. Good stuff there. So um, now that we're talking about maybe people to pick up with the absence of Edelman, how about those waiver wire pickups that we uh, talk about every week? Give me two to four. Yeah, you talk about Amendola, of course, at the top of the list. But if you're looking for another wide receiver, and what I actually like a little bit more because of the consistency you're going to get out of him is Kamar Aiken because he's going to be seeing double-digit targets every single week, as we just saw. Uh, it's not always going to be super productive on a, like a, a numbers, like reception to target basis, but there's going to be enough value there every single week where you're going to be starting them every single week, especially in PPR league. So. I think Kamar Aiken is right there with Danny Amendola. So I'd be picking both of them up. We already talked about Sanchez uh, at running back, Matt Jones, and that's not just because of the last game uh, that we just saw, unfortunately, but Matt Jones still has the most potential in that backfield. Uh, they're really starting to move towards him. Alfred Morris did get mixed in plenty last week, but out of anybody, he's still the most explosive, and I expect Matt Jones to lead that backfield more often than not the rest of the way. If you're looking for running back help and kind of desperate and needy, don't forget about Sean Drawn. Eh? The 49ers were on a bye. We don't know what's going on with Carlos Hyde. He could play. He could be out for the rest of the season. So you have to kind of take a flyer because anytime you have a running back who's leading a backfield, even if the offense is kind of struggling as it has been, it's still a running back getting touches, and that's still value. And then two more real quick for you at wide receiver. Darrell Green-Beckham is looking nice for the Titans now that he's going to get more opportunities with Justin Hunter out. And then Dontrell Inman, a lot of people are going to forget about him because the Chargers were on by last week. But don't forget, Malcolm Floyd said he's going to try and play through that shoulder injury, which is a huge surprise for me because sprained AC joint or whatever is it. Actually, I think it's worse than that. All it's going to take is one hit to the turf, and he could be out for the rest of the season. So don't forget about Inman. You can find him if you're really needy in a deeper league at wide receiver. All right, fantastic stuff. That's Jake Steely from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, always a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right, sounds good. Yeah, and until further notice, you are my celebrity. Maybe you can find me a better one. I- I'll do my best, but please don't consider me the celebrity. That's not fair to you. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, when we come back, I'll wrap things up. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. It's the hottest comedy event of the year, the Comedy Get Down World Tour, with Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, Eddie Griffin, George Lopez, and Charlie Murphy. One hilarious night of comedy with the funniest comedians in the country. Get ready to laugh like you've never laughed before with Cedric the Entertainer, Eddie Griffin, D.L. Hughley, George Lopez, and Charlie Murphy. Saturday, November 21st, 8 p.m. in the Smoothie King Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. The Comedy Get Down World Tour. It's the best comedy show, period. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, great show today. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer, Jake Seeley, and of course, George Lopez. He'll be, he said, in and around uh, New Orleans next um, on Friday and Saturday, so be sure to check him out. We're, I'm trying to get him to come to the Spurs and Pelicans game on Friday, and I think you all should come to that game too. Uh, 7 o'clock start. It's a nationally televised game. Of course, you should be watching it locally on Fox Sports New Orleans, um, but it's against the San Antonio Spurs, and um, tickets are still available. Give us a call, 504-525-HOOP, and visit pelicans.com. And also, the Pelicans holiday plan is in full swing. Pick five Pelicans home games featuring matchups against the biggest names in the NBA. Tickets packages start as low as $49, and you can uh, use this as a a great gift uh, for those who love basketball and pelicans basketball so that is available now for you and you can give us a call at 504-525 hoop pick up your pelicans holiday plan today so lots of good games coming up for the pelicans uh tonight including the denver nuggets rolling the town at five and five uh they have some injuries we'll keep an eye on ken Reed is questionable uh they might have a longer injury list than we do and that is saying a lot um but keep an update on pelicans.com for all your updates on tonight's game, no shoot-around this morning for the Pelicans. They decided not to do one. They have a back-to-back tomorrow against Oklahoma City. So uh, if you remember last Tuesday when the Pelicans did uh, no shoot-around on a Tuesday home game, they won. They're only win of the season against the Dallas Mavericks. So hopefully that uh, tradition, I should say, continues tonight against the Denver Nuggets. So come on out, support the team. Tickets start as low as $12 and are still available. So uh, come support the Pelicans tonight. And then they're off on the road tomorrow against Oklahoma City, who will probably be, probably be without Kevin Durant, who is uh, still hampered by that hamstring strain. So um, we'll have plenty of coverage of that game tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. David Wesley will be on, part of a Wesley Wednesday. And Royce Young from ESPN.com, who covers the Oklahoma City Thunder, will join us as he'll help us give us a Thunder perspective on tomorrow night's matchup. So we'll see you at the Smoothie King Center tonight. And thank you very much for tuning into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans the Black and Blue Report. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salarson. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.